a brand new Taco Tuesday indictment. <laughs> this one almost happened on Taco Tuesday. Well, if it was in, uh, if you were in, uh, see, you'd had to, uh, you'd had to be in Greenland. If you were in Greenland, it was Taco Tuesday, because the indictment came down about 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So you got to go three hours out to the Atlantic. I guess that's uh, either Greenland or Iceland. If you're on Iceland, it was Taco Tuesday. As Don Trump Jr. said, oh, well, another indictment, another, you know, it's because we've gotten used to it around here. It's kind of like Taco Tuesdays. This one is even more sinister, more benign, more stupid, more vicious, more malicious, more vindictive than all the other ones combined. This one basically says you are not allowed, citizen, even citizen president or friends of citizen president, you are forbidden from questioning the manner in which our elections are conducted and then questioning the manner in which they are provided. I was telling Mrs. O'Connell, I said, do you know how difficult it is to get a RICO conviction? You know, it's interesting that RICO, the Racketeering, Influencing, and Corruption, uh, I forget what the O stands for, but that the federal RICO statute was developed by the FBI or the, by the Injustice Department because the mob had figured out how to legally be in illegal mafioso business. And so the federales were so desperate to prosecute Meyer Lansky and the Gaudis and I forget whoever the, uh, the, the mafia crime families were that they had to figure out a way to do it. And the, what they came up with was the RICO Act or the RICO statute. RICO might have even been an act of Congress. Um, I, I, I'm not an expert on it, but I, I, I have heard Mayor Rudy Giuliani talk about RICO prosecutions and how difficult it is to secure not only just an indictment, but to get a, con, uh, a conviction on a RICO statute. Because you have to prove, I mean, there's only the, 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 the threshold of proof is high. Uh, and the bar for, well, that couldn't have, <laughs> maybe they were just driving from New Jersey to New York. Maybe they didn't. I mean, can you prove the intent? In any event, the fact that this is a RICO and that the state of Georgia has a RICO Act. And I'm listening to this woman drone on about a RICO Act and I'm going like a Georgia RICO. And I'm like, what does Georgia need a RICO Act for? Is there that much racketeering that's going on in the peach state, in the peach tree state? Is there that much? Are there that many criminal gangs running around that are running business enterprises, shadowy business enterprises in Georgia? Well, when you think about it, the Georgians have kind of invited the Chicoms in. So maybe it's Chinese mafia. I don't know. But... This whole thing just, this is like, this. It's, it's like a cartoon now. Except it's not funny. <laughs> they can't make comedy. 
Today's placard and today's theme for the uh, uh, for the Mike Church Show today is, perhaps you've seen it in your email, the devil went down to Georgia and found better devils, Democrats. <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for an election to steal. He was in a bind, and he was way behind, and he was willing to make a deal. When he came up on a Fulton County prosecutor, but I, 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 I watch this, this, this rollout. As she's reading the name, then she reads the name of, of sweet little innocent Jenna Ellis. And I go, like, you're indicting Jenna Ellis? It would be funny if it weren't true. But this is where we are in 2023. The ruling party, uh, Democrat elites, do not want to relinquish power. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is the only conclusion that you can draw from this. I suppose you could draw the conclusion that Trump is just an evil, law-breaking bastard, and that uh, now he's uh, all of his transgressions are finally catching up to him, and that he's had it coming. He's been a shyster and a criminal and a gangster and a mobster his entire existence, and uh, this uh, that's kind of what you get for living or leading that kind of lifestyle and for conducting your business like that. We finally got to you. And as I have said 6,000 ways to Sunday before, and I'll just repeat it for those of you who may not have heard it before, on January the 17th of 2017, somewhere up in there, January 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere up in there, Donald John Trump, uh, Trump Tower Manhattan, signed over his shares and his controlling interest and over 600 companies that he had founded. 600. And he signed those, all those controlling interest over so that when he was inaugurated as president, he would ostensibly not be able to conduct business or to steer federal government business, if you will, into any one of the coffers of those 600 companies. Just uh, ethically speaking, it was the right and proper uh, thing to do. He didn't have to do it. He did it because he thought it was the right thing to do. But I'd just like to focus for just a moment here on the fact that there were over 600 corporations or business entities of some sort, legal entities that he had business or controlling interest in that necessitated him needing to sign them over. Uh, that is not the record of someone that is a, uh, that is a, uh, that is a criminal. Uh, he had never been criminally charged before. There had been there had been a couple of bankruptcies in there. There had been some uh, salacious allegations, but uh, not, not in the business world. Um, uh, and Trump International was regarded as one of the most reliable sought-after, and prestigious brands in all of the world. Now, I've said this before. For those of you that have never lifted a finger to actually ply your own, uh, work at your own craft or your own trade or, your, or start or run a small business, and from someone that's been doing it now since the 1980s, that's yours truly, has been doing it here in the broadcasting realm since 2002, so uh, 19 years in on this, I can tell you, that this is not for the this is not for the meek. It's not for the timid. It is not for the cowardly. Uh, it certainly isn't for the fat, sloven, and lazy. 
This requires effort. It requires love. Uh, above all, it requires love. If you don't love doing this, you're not going to be successful at it. And the fact that uh, Trump International is that successful just tells me that he uh, is that he loves what he does, and that he uh, that he, that he shared a lot of love with a lot of people. You know, as as we have talked about before, when uh, just I'm just giving one instance when he went to that uh, Latino small business owners group in Arizona in August of 2020 during the campaign, they invited him out. And the guy that put it together, the Latino Small Business uh, Men's Association of Arizona, I forget what the, uh, the title is, something like that. When they invited him out and he actually accepted the invitation, you know, the dude was just, he was blown away. He couldn't believe that Trump would actually do that and he would come and campaign in Arizona. And not only that, that he would come spend the day with them. And he took his time, he posed for pictures, he gave them all MAGA hats, he spoke at their luncheon. He sat there and he listened to their concerns. <clears throat> and he even asked questions when they were having their little roundtable about the things that were concerning these particular small business owners. We broadcast part of that here as part of our campaign 2020 coverage here on the Crusade Channel. So I can bear personal witness that I actually watched this event. I watched it and I listened to it and we even played some clips from it. Remember we had the guy talking about, we love you, Mr. President, and we pray for you. We, we, we know we want, we, we want God to, be, to, to smile on you and your presidency. You've been so good to us. Um... Right there in that one particular campaign event and that one particular stop, to me, is encapsulated kind of the persona. And we got a great article from AmericanThinker.com today, the gravita of Donald John Trump. That, uh, that he actually went into that room and he actually met with those people and he sat there and he listened. And it wasn't just, he didn't just listen so that he could get their votes. He listened because he actually had, he actually had, he shared their concerns and he wanted to know, well, why is it so hard for your business to, to excel, to achieve here in the state of Arizona? What are the, tell me, what are the roadblocks? What are you dealing with? Is it regulatory? Saturn, he actually listened. These are not the actions of the criminal mastermind that masterminds RICO rigging of elections. That's what the Biden crime family and the Democrats do because they can't actually go out with gravita and actually win elections. This is what you do to me. This is the, the whole thing comes down to this. They stink at what they do. The only way they get their way is by lying and cheating and thieving and conniving. They absolutely stink in the game of human existence and human flourishing. They don't flourish, they grift. They don't profit, they steal. And this is just the end result of this. This is a surrender by the Democrat Party. Sitting there through back channels telling the prosecutor in Fulton County, don't worry about the fallout, just go ahead and do it. 
In their sick, twisted minds, this turns people against Donald John Trump and his family and his business and his campaign and uh, the office of the presidency when he when he had it. This is also chipping away. He did these things while he was president. Put an asterisk next to anything that you say he accomplished. Because they are incapable of doing any of what that man has accomplished. This is why they hate him. This is why they stand up all their glib, all glib and smug, all seven of these uh, supposed servants of the people of Fulton County, Georgia. Let me ask a question. Maybe some of you live in Fulton County, Georgia. What do you get out of this? Your election was certified. If you want to sue someone for tampering with it, find out what really happened at the State Farm Center on November the 3rd, 2020. Am I the only one that remembers that the counters, that the vote counters were told to go home? Of course, this happens all the time. You're right in the middle of counting a presidential election contest, a federal election, and at the biggest vote counting center in the entire state of Georgia, a supposedly a water main exploded, threatening to flood the whole enterprise out, necessitating the immediate and total Emergency evacuation of all election vote counting personnel from the building. And that was an accident? And it just happened to happen on that night? And then people just happened to be able to get back into the build building in the wee hours of the morning who were not vote counters? Am I the only one that remembers this? And now it's illegal to have asked questions about this? It's illegal to have asked questions about the videotape footage, which is what they were talking about. Uh, particular ballots and mail-in ballot boxes in Georgia being stuffed. You can, yeah, there's videotape footage of, 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 of identified individuals. I forget what they call them in court filings. Uh, who are dropping, and, and by the way, uh, ballot harvesting in Georgia is not legal yet. It's not legal. So if you find someone pulling up at mail-in ballot drop boxes, and it's the same person in the same car in different locations and is dropping ballots off at those different locations, that's fraud right there. In any event... The latest indictment is just a sign of the Democrats' complete and total and utter surrender. That the only way that they can win, quote, win, close quote, anything, is by rigging it and then stealing it. This is just them telling the rest of the world, we have to do this on the chance that we can get a conviction of him in Georgia and get him locked up in a county jail. Can you imagine this? Former president of the United States for exercising his free speech rights and for trying to get to the bottom of a nefarious criminal, actually trying to get to the bottom of a nefarious criminal enterprise in the state of Georgia, winds up being uh, charged and then convicted and thrown into a county jail? Because he, he, he wouldn't go to the big house uh, wherever the state prison is in Georgia. He'd go to the county lockup. This is where the worst of the worst are locked up. But this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is a 
essay or a, uh, this is interesting. Now, why might they have done this? Okay, well, this is interesting. Let, let's explore why they may have done this. What the Fulton County Judge Could Do by Ned Barnett at AmericanThink.com. He could actually remand Trump to a jail cell. All right. In criminal cases in Fulton County, Georgia, as well as in such cases throughout uh, our nation, judges who officiate at the arraignment portion of a trial routinely order alleged criminals held in custody in jail until their cases come to trial. This occurs when the presiding judge determines that the loss of any amount of money would not be a deterrent against to the a deterrent to the charged potential criminal taking flight from Fulton County, uh, Georgia. So you set bond or bail uh, under the understanding that um, the person that just bonded or bailed themselves out or got bonded or bailed out will return to the venue, to the, uh, the to where the trial will take, or the prosecution will take place, uh, voluntarily will return um, uh, and, and show up for the trial, basically. I'm not breaking any news here. Currently, there are more than 400,000 to 500,000 people, the number varies depending on the source, charged with crimes who are being detained pre-trial even while they are still legally innocent until proven guilty. Many are jailed because they can't afford bail. That's one thing. There are hundreds of thousands of cases where the judge set an exceptionally high bail just to ensure that they can't flee the jurisdiction. However, pre-trial detention also applies to those charged who are deemed a flight risk, regardless of how high or low bail is set. There are, even, uh, there are even no bail situations where prisoners are held just to make sure they don't disappear into the woodwork of our jammed up legal system. So consider the following. Former President Donald John Trump is not a resident of Georgia. His primary residence is in Mar-a-Lago, where his secondary residence is in Trump Tower in Manhattan. This makes Trump a, quote, flight risk. Close quote, at least in the narrow definition of someone who might flee the jurisdiction of Fulton County, Georgia. This is exacerbated by the realization that the former president owns a, a, a former jetliner, a Boeing manufacturer 757-200, proudly named Trump Force One. <laughs> the Donald even has secret service, uh, armed Secret Service bodyguards whose mandate is to use deadly force if necessary to protect a president's life. Knowing this, what Fulton County or Georgia police officer would dare draw his or her gun in an attempt to stop Trump from departing Fulton County, <laughs> even if this is a violation of a local judge's order? Highlighting both his immense wealth and his magic carpet sky mansions, always on call should he decide to flee the jurisdiction this former airliner, now tricked out lavishly, has, according to Wikipedia, two Rolls-Royce RB211 turbofan engines. 
It is configured to seat 43 people. It has a dining room, a bathroom, a shower, a bedroom, a guest room, and a galley. Many fixtures are plated in 24 karat gold. The aircraft uh, ownership, Trump also owns a 1997 Cessna Citation X, which, when built, was the fastest business jet on Earth. This personal air force of his gives the former president the unique power to act on his potential for being a flight risk. In other words, Trump can fly anywhere in the world in a matter of hours, and the only person that can, the only uh, vehicles that could keep up with him would be super high-tech jet potters. Trump is a self-proclaimed billionaire with a media reported multi-billion dollars in relatively liquid assets. Literally no amount of bail is enough to force Trump to stay in Georgia to await trial. Especially if the former president thinks he might lose the case and wind up being jailed during his presidential campaign. The president's plane, a Boeing 757-200 variant, was built in 1991 as an airliner designed to carry 200 passengers comfortably over a range of 4,700 statute miles. With fewer passengers, Trump Force One might have an even greater nonstop range. This capability would, if he chose to flee, allow him literally to fly to the North Pole. We can go hang out with Santa Claus or to the equator or more practically to Morocco, London, Paris, or Oslo. There are literally hundreds of foreign cities within range of Trump Force One. Does that mean that the judge in Fulton County might not see this as a risk? Yes. The brief list defines some of the whys that Trump could become or at least legally be seen as a flight risk. Now, set aside the current judge and consider this. If you were the presiding judge in this Georgia case and you knew that it was your uh, bound duty to ensure that the indicted criminal shows up for his day in court, what would you do about a man who, at least on paper, could appear to be a legitimately potential flight risk? What would you do? Well, here's what the judge is facing. And then I gave you all the, uh, the, the, the reasons before. But you as the providing ju presiding judge in a criminal matter, a charge that defies any notion of freedom of speech, are responsible to ensure the alleged and formally charged criminal shows up for his day in court at least six months in the future. Would you turn a blind eye to allowing this alleged criminal who has always, who has the ways and means to leave the state and even the country, and who could then refuse to return to Georgia for his trial. Legally, you have a positive responsibility to ensure that any and every charged individual turns up for his or her day in court. So would you put former President Donald John Trump in jail awaiting trial and deny him bail? Well, no one's asking that question, but it could happen. Now, this is interesting. Trump could pardon himself if, if, if it's just that he's convicted of everything he's convicted of. Well, he can only pardon himself from the federal charges. He, if he were convicted in Fulton County, he could not pardon himself uh, the county charges or if there's a state statute, or I guess a state statute, 
He could not pardon himself from the state statute. He'd have to get Brian Kemp to do it. Now, Brian Kemp's not up for re-election. It's well known that Trump doesn't like Kemp and Kemp doesn't like Trump. Uh, does Kemp fancy that the state of Georgia wants to be known in the entire United States and then around the world as a place that convicted and then incarcerated and then refused to pardon or let go uh, the president or the former president? Well, hell, hell, in January 2025, he may be president again. And instead of allowing him to go run the country, as they say, kept him in the Fulton County Jail to serve out his jail sentence? What do you think that would do to the Georgia economy and 75 million MAGAs with automobiles? So you see how this might or could play play out. I think it's a, it's a fascinating question, though. Did the Democrats tell the prosecutor in Fulton County, you just let us worry about the fallout, ma'am? Tell the grand jury to make the indictment against all 19 of the conspirators. You let us worry about the fallout. The, the uh, district attorney yesterday, uh, what's her name? Fanny? Fanny said uh, that Fanny Willis. Fanny. Fanny be tender with my love. Fanny said that she gives Trump and his goons until Friday at high noon to turn themselves in. And if they don't, she'll have warrants for their arrests issued. Does this sound like a farce to you? Because it doesn't sound like a farce to me. It sounds to me like they actually intend to arraign all 19, including sweet, lovely little Jenna Ellis. They intend to arraign and then process and book all 19 of them. As a matter of fact, you had the, basically had the sheriff of Fulton County out there enjoying his 15 minutes of ill-earned fame, boasting and bragging that we got the, we have the ink and the mugshot camera ready. That they stand at the ready to shoot the mugshots of these bastards. And then fingerprint them and book them, Dano. Banana republics don't even think like this. Manuel Noriega never dreamed a scheme up like this. Hugo Chavez, while he was alive, never once in a million years thought that he could pull something like this off. You know, it's said that Saddam Hussein would win re-election in the three times that he ran for re-election. He was re-elected. Of course, he won by like 90, uh, 90 to 10 against his opponents, Saddam never dreamed of this. Same deal for Muammar Gaddafi. No one in the world, no, none of your usual Banana Republic dictators ever even dared to conceive of something so brazen and so obviously rigged to produce a specific outcome. This isn't an attempt to seek justice. This is an attempt to incarcerate. This is an attempt, obviously, 
to run the interference needed so that the senile, creepy Joe Biden can somehow seemingly be reelected as the regime leader again. Because the Democrat Party doesn't have anything left to campaign on. You know, they're out there with the, the, they gave up on this Bidenomics tour that they were out there running around and telling people, you know, we had a, is, is it today we had the soundbite or yesterday we had the soundbite of the guy going like, people are doing far better than they realize it. They just don't know it. Uh, the, guy, the guy who's going like, look, 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 little lady, you need to shut up and listen. The American people out there are doing a lot better than they, 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 they think that they're doing. They're just not looking at it properly. Oh, okay, I'm just looking at my bank account going like, oh, hey, I'm just not looking at you the right way. I'm looking in my pantry or I'm looking at the gas pump while I'm standing here pumping and going, oh, hey, I need to see you through Biden-colored, Democrat-colored lenses. The Democrat Party is sending people out there now to tell the American churchens that still watch these wretched excuses for television shows that they need to lie to themselves. Who, who was that? Was that yesterday? Mm -hmm. Can you find it? You have to hear this. <laughs> for the, uh, the entire elite ruling master party that cannot deal and won't deal with reality is now wants everyone, every citizen in the United States to go like, hey, I want to play this I don't deal with reality game too. Can I have a go? Hey, Marge. Have you, have you checked the bank account today? Did you go by Chase Bank? Did you see the statement? Did you see all the money that we have? Uh, Joe, we have like $17 in our savings account. I know! We're not looking at it correctly. It's a bonanza. Joe Biden's guy told me so. The people that deny the reality that mutilating teenagers is mortally sinful and ethically wretched to deny the reality that beating hearts of babies at eight weeks aren't beating hearts who deny the reality that boys that are in puberty and have boy body parts aren't boys who deny the reality that you can't say that there is a, 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 a it would be proper to say that there is an acute cause for a summer heat wave that's occurring in some places, not a global conspiracy brought on by people who turn their mixings, who turn their <laughs> their Oster mixing uh, cake mixers on. Everywhere, and at every instance, it's deny reality. Reality doesn't exist. To deny reality that the Ukrainians are losing disastrously, lethally, in our proxy war against the Ukrainians. Now they're out there telling people, deny the reality of what you feel about how things are relative to how they were in 2018, say. This is the hand, if you will. This is the uh, hand of cards that the second largest or the largest uh, political party on this continent wishes to play now. This is the only card that they have left to play. They can't go out and make any more promises, ladies and gentlemen. They've ruined, they've, or, or, as we should properly say, they've ruined everything that they've touched.